What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Business of Strength podcast. I'm Coach Joe Riggio here with my partner, Dan Goodman. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about marketing your gym. The $24 million question for many strength entrepreneurs around the world, what are the best ways to market your gym? How do I get new clients? And what is the best return on my investment marketing strategy? Welcome to the Business of Strength, powered by Varsity House Gym. The podcast for strength entrepreneurs. All right, gang. So I'm here with Dan, and we're going to talk about marketing your gym. We just wrapped up an amazing week uh, of business mentorship. We started off last week out at Jim Jones, giving an abbreviated version of our business of strength mentorship. We were lucky enough that uh, Rob and uh, Lisa uh, were wanted us to come out and speak to the crew of uh, their advanced uh, seminar crew and just talk a little bit about some of the key components of running a great business gym operation and uh we condensed down uh what probably was two days worth of information into like a three-hour period which was i thought went really well it was a lot of fun uh there was a you know some real aha moments you can see people taking a lot of notes and stuff like that so i I think that went really good we kind of condensed that down into like three real areas we really just kind of focused on 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 you know vision marketing and uh and and you know some strategic strategies within the gym where we couldn't talk about everything and then uh and then this past week we just had a a full mentorship here at the gym we had another six individuals go through our two-day mentorship uh last thursday and friday we had an amazing time it's such an amazing experience to be able to like uh, I feel like it's a, a renewed experience for me because it's so cool to be able to like see people that were doing exactly what we were doing years ago, you know, and have it's motivating um, too. It's mo- yeah, it's, it's great. You see that light bulb go off when you're talking about something you know so simple or something that we maybe take for granted at this point in our in our in our business life cycle, and it's like, oh my god, why didn't I think of that? And it makes it such a right. huge change in their but business. But it's not even that long ago for us, right? Like we're no. talking about things that you know, breakthroughs that we might have had in 2012, 2013. And you just see with, you know, a diligent approach to getting better every day, you know, every 365 days every year, you know, for our business now compared to where it was even last year, it's like, you know, you could really help people make some breakthroughs. And it's definitely humbling to work with people, not only in our local demographic, but, you know, to, to know that we're making an impact. We had an attendee from South Africa, obviously Rabs, you know, Ryan Ablett's here with us. He's from Australia. We had Texas, Canada. It's, you know, when I, when we finished the day and I called you on the way home, it's like, Dude, holy shit, man! Like yeah, we have yeah, people really cool. from all over the all over the world coming to. Again, we talk about in the in the podcast to the dirty before, Jersey they, to dirty Jersey. <laughs> where the weather's been freaking beautiful the last couple of days, but to our garage gym. And I know it's not a garage gym anymore, but in my head, that's still what it is. It'll always be a garage gym. I mean, when I when I think about Varsity House and when I dream about Varsity House, I still dream about that that shithole in Northvale that we right. had, you know, and that was kind of like, that's what it was. That's how, I think that's what makes us a little bit successful now is that because we still have that like underdog mentality and we're always trying to work harder and work at the best, you know, the best we can to keep the gym moving forward. 
and uh, never really settled. But uh, I just want to thank everybody. Thank the people uh, at Jim Jones, all the attendees, uh, Bobby Maximus, Lisa Maximus, Jake. Lisa Bouchard, Jake, and everybody that made that possible. I really appreciate that very much. And uh, all the people that were here this past week with us at our Business of Strength two-day mentorship, uh, thank you very much for allowing us to have a, a play a small role in your development and, and be part of your life. So we really appreciate that. Um, when it comes to marketing, this is always like the $24 million question for a lot of strength entrepreneurs. Um, you know, uh, it, it's real easy to get wrapped up in the training and the what's going on on the gym floor. And then, you know, at the end of a 12-hour day when you've worked yourself to the bone, it's like, okay, great. Now I'm going to sit down and write email copy. Now I'm going to sit down and worry about my social media post. Or now I'm going to sit down and, and create a marketing calendar for the next year. To, and having you know, a real plan. And having a real plan almost a lot of times becomes like secondary you know and we saw that quite a bit this past week where if people didn't have like you know they were doing stuff but it was all like kind of random totally reactive yeah, yeah, i mean like you know just speaking uh candidly about this past weekend and i ask a lot of strength entrepreneurs you know what are you doing proactively to market your gym and this past weekend it was it was nothing i mean people are working in their gym and they're they're definitely doing their posts. They're sending few and far between emails. They're getting out into their community, but there's nothing specific that's on the calendar that's, you know, making sure that they're creating leads and leads that turn to referrals and, yeah. and getting people to come and actually you know, get asses in the seats at their gym. So depending on where you are in, in your business life cycle can definitely influence your marketing strategy. Like I would say, you know, that we have a different marketing strategy than like a new gym. If you're a new gym, for example, clients are king and you got to get leads and you got to get out in your community. And it's really a lot more about driving traffic to your facility. Whereas if, if maybe you're a well-established business like us, your goals and needs might be a little different and the volume of of, of actual uh, foot traffic getting to your gym is not quite as important and might be looking for more niche clientele, the right clientele, and or branching out into other areas of the fitness business like we have with the, with the podcast and the Strength Entrepreneurs uh, uh, mentorships and things like that. So I'm just going to break down like our, our, we have five simple rules for marketing and it really just um, again, it's like everything else in business, it comes down to a process. So, um, I, we, and we said this multiple times this past Thursday and Friday is that we don't always, we don't think for any reason at all that we have the best process, but we have a process. And you only, since you only get paid for getting shit done and what you get done, um, getting it out of your head and onto paper into some form of a process, like and creating a marketing calendar, maybe a social media schedule, and just deciding which areas of marketing work best for you that you can do consistently and 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 systematically, um, uh, you know, is better than doing nothing, right? So no matter what it is, no matter what you like to do, you know, take what you will out of this podcast, and then you know, pick one thing and go out there and just get it done and make it happen. But uh, follow some of these simple rules. So number one is 
keep it simple. Uh, marketing doesn't have to involve hiring a giant firm and spending thousands of dollars. You can stick to things that you're good at. And if you know if you're a good writer, write a newsletter. You know, maybe you're a would-be photographer and you're really great at taking some awesome pictures in your gym, so you can use your photography as like a way to drive traffic and use cool pictures and Definitely. videos on your website. You, you could use this this podcast as an example where you know Joe and I we do this once a month because right now the gym still takes up so much of our obligations from a time standpoint that we only feel as if at this point we could put out one per month one that's quality and that we're really giving up giving out quality information that's actionable and we're not trying to force anything we're just yeah. keeping it simple we're we're staying consistent and true to to what we can do and not taking away from what's making us money at this point right and i think i think the 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 our listeners and our followers are better served because of it because once a month we could put a good product out that we worked hard on that we that we well defined the process we have all of our podcast notes we made our show notes we did our outline we met us several times to talk about what we were going to go over and it was much more well thought out as opposed to hey we got to get two podcasts done this week and we're just cramming it down their throats and they're kind of crappy you know so so you're better off keeping it simple, keeping it small, and keeping it good as opposed to just churning out a bunch of crap all the time. So our second rule is know who you're marketing to. And, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, defining your ideal client. We talked quite a bit about that when we did our vision planning. And uh, if you don't know who your ideal client is, that's probably something that you should work on long before you start marketing because if you don't know who your ideal client is, you're just kind of shotgun marketing out to everybody. And, And so... You know, like if you're like us, who whose ideal client, you know, was always you know athletes, their families, and the health conscious community, um, and that meant that athletes were our number one concern. But but if but if you're gonna, you know, if you're a general pop gym, you know. You have to know who's coming in and who's doing what, and I'm, and you know you might not want to send like maybe maybe like our general pop fitness people here don't want to read the article about in-season football training and things like that. So kind of knowing what you're marketing and making sure you niche down your marketing efforts to each specific group. I think group. you just said it perfectly, too, where you're, you're niching down to one market. But if you take our business back to 2006 before I was ever even involved and, and even into 2009, right. we were looking for high school strength and conditioning athletes, power athletes, and that is Full on it. Our our and most ninety percent of them were it was football and wrestling too. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you know, once once you and I built a trust with that demographic of client, and they were getting extremely good results, and you know, treated with the ultimate level of customer service. Yeah, that's when parents were knocking on the door saying, "Hey, look, like I saw what happened with you know." John Smith, I want to make, I want to train here. Right. And then you right. had the, the, the former, you know, the Franks of the world, the Lance, the, the, the Brad and the Greg yeah. Gillen and, and, and a lot of men that used to be collegiate athletes that got in the door and then their wives. And then it just it right. exploded to where everybody wanted to start training here. But the number one thing when adults came in and GPP clients came in here, everybody knew what we were all about. 
You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. We weren't trying to sell them something that we weren't, but they wanted to be involved in it. Even today, I mean, we 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 bill our adult programs as a varsity fit, which is basically a scaled down version of our athletic training plans, designed and scaled for train the like adult an athlete. athletes. You know, so there's almost no difference between how our adults train and has our, how our athletes train, except for you know weight, load, volume, things like that, obviously. But uh, removal, a little bit more concern with injury prevention of for course. the older population and stuff. But uh, our third rule is just to be consistent. So one of the things that we saw over the last week, talking to strength entrepreneurs out in Utah, Jim Jones, and then this past weekend here, was that you know I do a little bit of this, I do a little bit of that. Oh, do you do a newsletter? Oh, I've done a couple. So no real consistency, and uh, you have to think about being consistent as as being a way to attract people to a specific type of marketing. So, um, you know, look at like I don't know, look at Monday Night Football, right? It's on at eight thirty East Coast time around the world. People, millions of people all over tune in for Monday Night Football at 8.30 and know that it's going to be... If they move Monday Night thir- Football to like 7 a, seven p.m., it would like mess everybody up, right? Because everybody knows, like, you know, I get home from work at 7, I got an hour to get ready, boom, there's Monday Night Football starts at 8.30 p.m., you know? So um, coming out with a newsletter the first of every month or whatever day you pick, but like and it's super consistent and you spend time working on it and your readers and followers in your community within your gym start to look forward to reading that material and starting to look, look for it. Yeah, it def- definitely. The, the thing when we speak and consult with some uh, strength entrepreneurs, when they're putting that piece of content out, they're, I think a lot of people are like, eh, it doesn't matter if I put it out on this day or this day or, you know, this different time because I only have five people looking at it. Well, shit, like those five people need to become your number one fans where they absolutely can't wait for it because still with content generation and sharing and even in the gym, what are we always working towards? Referrals. So if you have one person that's waiting – and you don't deliver, you've lost them as a fan, and now you have no fans. So if you have 1, 5, 10, 20 people, if you have 100 followers on Instagram and you tell somebody it's coming out on the first Monday of every month, well, shit, get that done. Yeah, Those people are waiting for it, and if you're consistent, you know, time and time again, we see it. You know, you see the growth, the organic growth process where it's eventually going to be something that you hoped it to be. Well, I mean, what do we preach in training? I mean, consistency, consistency, consistency. It's like, hey, you know, I'd rather have a kid who works really hard three days a week, year round, year after year after year. You're going to see that, you know, that slow, steady churn. It's just going to get better and better and better and better as opposed to a kid who comes in every summer only and just like crushes it four or five days a week, gets in real, you know, gets a great you know, two, three months of training and then is, you know, kind of falling off, gone for the rest of the year and stuff like that. At the end of the day, three, four years down the road, you know, the consistent person's going to be the one who's going to pull ahead. And uh, and the same thing is true in business. And you look at like, you know, I, I know we're doing a whole thing on branding and you've done the articles on like Starbucks and McDonald's and things like that. But you, the reason why those companies are where they are is because their branding, marketing, Campaigns and everything are super consistent, and they're always done with, with you know a, a specific theme to a specific market at specific times, and, and it very rarely falters. So um, you know if you're used to, I mean, you could just pick something off the top of your head. You look at like beer commercials. You know when you watch 
the Super Bowl, you know that there's going to be Budweiser commercials and stuff like that, and they're super consistent with the market that they're going after for their branding and 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 so forth. Uh, our fourth rule is. Always provide service and value. You know, people love free stuff, so you got to give it to them. You know, like this podcast. You know, um, you if you want people to view you as an expert, even in your local community. Now, our goals might be different. We're trying to trying to conquer the world, but you know, we're trying to be world leaders in strength and conditioning. So we're putting a lot of information out to the world and trying to help other strength entrepreneurs. But even if you're just trying to be the best gym in your town, uh, wherever that might be, you want to position yourself as an expert. You want to position yourself as the go-to trainer, coach, nutritionist, mentor, That's yoga how you're making studio. Money. Right. That's how you're making money. So, so give people what they want. Free recipes. Your newsletter could be, you know, could be anything. Could be free recipes. Could be workout tips. Could be, you know, like we've done a bunch of times, vacation workouts and things that just add fun value to the community. What's going to differentiate you in a town where there's ten gyms and two hundred personal trainers? If nobody puts any free information out, I mean, let's be serious in terms of strength and conditioning. Nobody is reinventing the wheel. You know, you're right. you're putting it together, your training systems, and the social experience and the customer experience is what's going to differentiate you from you from the next person. So, you have to let people in the community know what your personality is all about, what type of training system you're putting out, and it. It just needs to be – that's what's going to solidify you, like Joe said, as the expert in your local demographic. I'm much more concerned still to this day about what how people view Varsity House within five square miles of Orangeburg than I am with – the entire world. Yeah, no because question. It's still how we make 90% of our money. Yeah, our number one revenue stream is is clients coming to is the, gym. the gym. That's it. So, I mean, so you want to consistently provide service and value and, and we'll break that down a little bit in, in some of the marketing stuff that we get into, but you know, you want to give people taste of your knowledge, right? Knowledge is power. People pay for now. I mean, people pay $30,000 for a half a day with Tony Robbins to go sit with Tony Robbins for a couple hours for lunch and they got to pay we were, 30, we were just grand. quoted a mastermind group for forty grand. That's yeah. forty thousand dollars for like a for like a two day it's, retreat. It's, it's three three days. It's three weekends for the year. Forty grand. Forty grand. Right. So so and that's basically just paying for, to be able to interface with other knowledgeable strength entrepreneurs. Straight knowledge and networking. So so you know if you give people free stuff in your community and, and let's say you know whether you're a regular box gym maybe you're a yoga studio or whatever and it's stuff on stress management you know five better ways to sleep better you know uh, how to lose how to how to stay skinny on vacation things like that all those little things add up and people. People start to see that, and you'd be surprised at how how fast things like that can catch fire in your community. You get a couple influencers in your community that download a pamphlet on a on a workout or losing weight or something like that, or toning up your butt, whatever it might be, and that gets passed around. Next thing you know, you got four or five women coming to the gym, and be like, "Hey, my friend had this great program that you guys Definitely. put out." So all that makes a big impact. And last but not least, is no, everything that you do marketing. The number one thing should be trying to create real relationships, trying to find ways to get in 
front of real people and connect with real people. And, and, and nothing will ever replace a solid foundation of relationships you build inside your gym. So you have to focus a lot of your marketing effort to the people you already have in the gym. So if you're, an, if you're a young gym or a relative, let's call it a novice gym, and you've been open for a little bit and you got this handful of clients that really that, that are already there, they're already spending money, they already believe in your product, those are the people that I'm going to spend a lot of time and effort marketing Look to. Look at Lee from EnduraLab. Lee Hargrave out in uh, Fort Worth, Texas, Dallas area, he owns and operates EnduraLab. We spent the last two days talking to him. He's got a great business, great business model. They're very profitable. He's He's five years into business, and they're doing very well. Yep. The one thing we talked to him about was he needed to reinvest in his community and worry solely about referrals to generate leads. That's it. He's doing no referral competitions. No. He's doing no re-engagement with his community. And I think that his business is going to absolutely take off when he starts doing those things. Yeah, because he's running he's running a tight ship operationally, so it's just a matter for him. It was just a Definitely. matter of retweaking some of his marketing plan to get those new customers in the door also too um i know you and i are both big fans of another jersey guy jay ferrugia renegade yeah. uh, strength show big time um and uh if he ever listens to this show jay we want to be on your podcast but uh he just posted about it and in his last podcast he was discussing with strength entrepreneurs that 75 percent According to him, 75% of all business is determined by one thing, and that's the social experience and the relationships that you build with your current clientele. Well, I mean, if you listen to Jay's podcast, and Jay's oh, Jay's way better at podcasting than we are. we got a long way to go before we get to his level. But, but he talks a, a ton about experience and relationships i mean in in life what else is there and he he talks about how he changed his entire life and his entire demeanor uh, and his approach to building relationships with people and how he's changed his whole mindset towards you know making friends retaining those friends and coddling those friends yeah, and it's pretty sure cool that, when you hear somebody that's as you know as that's awesome developed as he has become in terms of business development and you know almost redefining himself at definitely a later and we had age. I mean this past Saturday we had a gym wide uh, let's call it client appreciation barbecue <coughs> here at Varsity House and we had our whole staff and we invited you know the entire adult community 21 and up we had some booze and everything like that we had a great time and, and I've already had like a multiple people yeah. since Saturday text me email me you know as soon as I walked in the door this morning Gwen was like I had so much fun that was great everybody's so awesome I had so you know, much fun. I had a blast we yeah. had a great time we were playing cornhole playing frisbee you know it's just like it's just a chance to connect on a different level beer and pong. obviously right yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> a beer, little beer pong you know did a couple shot might have might have done a shotgun too you know and uh it just it just gives the opportunity to uh, connect with your community and you know when you're not coaching a class People just talk to you differently. Like everybody's dressed up, everybody comes ready to hang out, and it's just a different vibe. That, like so. barrier between coach right. and client is is removed a little bit when no you know our, our wives are here, our families are here. Yeah. It just it humanizes you a little bit, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it yeah. honestly does. It's Absolutely. weird. It's like when you used to see your teacher, like you'd see your teacher at the supermarket, you're like, Holy shit, you actually leave school? It's yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. weird, you know, yeah. and it's the same thing with us. Absolutely. So 
We're going to focus on the three things that I think are the most important to driving real traffic to a gym. So, you know, uh, we're not going to talk a lot about social media and not that it's not important. Dan will touch on it a little bit, but um, I think people place too much emphasis on social media and social media in, in the realm of getting clients to your gym is a very macro way of thinking. And it's like, you know, you, you could lose a lot of uh, uh, marketing time and effort out to the internet, you know, and just focusing on your social media. And, you know, one of the things that we saw or we ha- have seen or continue to see with a lot of strength entrepreneurs is that they solely focus on, on their social media and it's posting, you know, pictures of themselves working out, you know, it's you know, I'm deadlifting, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. It's them crushing themselves in the gym. And there's not a lot of stuff that's really showing people who are potential clients about you as the coach, about your community, about your gym as being an epicenter of fun, uh, uh, knowledge and, and, and community. It's, Oh, oh, that guy works out like an animal. That's great. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of that type of stuff going on on the Internet. And I think people, you know, fail to use social media um, in a way that is consistent with their brand and the image that they're trying to portray with their brand. There's a lot of times there's a disconnect. So um, for most new gyms, and, and let's call it new to novice, those are people that are, you know, five years and under, you're getting your gym going. Leads are still one of the most important aspects of your business. You got to get a certain amount of leads to convert to a certain amount of clients. And, and, and that's going to be done uh, using our, our three favorite ways. And that's one, a newsletter, right? And I'll have Dan break that down in a second. Two, uh, community outreach and getting out in your community. And again, nothing's going to give you a better opportunity to build some of those relationships than to actually get out and try and make some relationships and be, get out in your community. And then three, referrals. If you already have clients, you need to get more clients from them. You know, you need to you need to ask for referrals and, and get the clients that you already have who already love you and already you know patronize your business to bring some of their friends, family, family members, and coworkers to your gym. So I'll let Dan take it over a little bit with the marketing newsletter and talk about how the newsletter has been such an important part of, uh, of growing our gym, especially in the last like year and a half since we really uh, made a point to systemize yeah. it and, 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 and get it locked down. And now, you know, for the last like 18 months or so, the, the, the newsletter has been one of our consistent forms of marketing that has driven a lot of traffic Definitely. to the gym. So. I mean, d- I want to talk just a bit about social media, and I will, I'll inter- interloop it here with how, we, how it affects our newsletter. But like Joe said, I mean, social media for us is definitely secondary. Uh, we use it. We use it. We are definitely active. Um, there's certain forms of social media that we don't use at all just because uh, my comfort level and Trevor's comfort, comfort level and just our whole staff, like, you know, Snapchat might be great for junior high athletes and high school athletes. We don't use it. It's just something that we don't feel that comfortable with. And uh, so we don't do it at all. We don't try to dabble with it and waste time with it. You know, years ago when we worked with Ryan Lee, he had us do a time assessment of, of our time on our cell phones and what we were doing before we met with him. And cumulatively with our advisory board, we were spending 
like an insane amount of time just bullshitting within social media and like not really getting much traction with it at all. So hours a day. Hours. So, you know, I think the one thing, if you're just looking at your own social media, what are you doing with it? Who are you? What are you doing? Where can I find you? And why should I train or work with you? And if you can't answer those questions in the last 10 posts, you need to like reassess why you are posting. Is it for vanity? Are you trying to make friends? Like, what are you trying to do on social media? And for us on Instagram, it's we want to be very clear with who we train, why we train them, where we're located, and how you can find us. And for social media, that's our number one goal. If we get more followers from it, then great. If we just have a really... a nice stronghold on our local community, that's even better because like we said before, the majority of our income comes from the five miles that surrounds this gym. So what we look for with social media is we'll try and and generate uh, opt-ins of free information. You want to read our free information? Click the link in the bio, give us your email, and that leads us to our next point of how our newsletter is so effective for generating qualified leads to buy programs at Varsity House Gym. So what we'll do with the newsletter, and we've always used email. We always knew that email was important. Way back from the start, we would always, if you're going to come train here, you're going to fill out our waiver, and you're going to give us your email. Your email. Even when I had my first place, I, I... the only way I really communicate with people was, was, was through, through email. email, but it was just super haphazard and all over the place. Definitely. And then, you know, I came on board and I was, you know, marketing director. So it was, holy shit, we need more money. Send an email to all the athletes. Send an email to all the adults. Send an email to all the coaches. And it was just a bombardment. Join, buy, join, buy, yeah. join, buy. <laughs> it, was a, it was a bombardment of emails that was just hard selling. Yeah. Where there was no, you know, it, no free information, no, no free information. No it's like there, there was no infotainment. It was like, why the hell should I, you know, why should I read this? I just know it was just pretty much a payment reminder, maybe yeah. with a cool picture, a cool yep. quote. There was there was no tone behind it besides really a desperation yeah. tone that hey, we need money, yeah. you know. So <laughs> then exclamation points, right? And then <laughs> Pay once, your bill, right? Then once we started getting money in, then we really stopped emailing consistently at all. Yeah. And, uh, and that's not good either. Um, so we decided about two years ago that we were going to start a newsletter and that we were going to do a newsletter featuring our coaches and featuring the clients that come to this gym, whether it's, you know, a professional athlete all the way to spotlighting a seventh grade female athlete that just won a tennis tournament. Didn't matter. We would vote on it in our in our uh, team meetings as to who we felt like should be nominated for a newsletter. Uh, it could have been, you know, how great the open enrollment period went. We're showing graphs of the improvement of the groups. Right. It, it could be anything. But what we did was we set out a mission, mapped out a mission of 12 headers, 12 titles, and then it was plug and play depending on, you know, what was actually happening in the gym. Now, what we did was we task force it out. So that's 12 newsletters. We've got 
nearly 10 coaches. Right, and just to touch on that, so, like, if you're going to set up, like, you know, your year from January all the way through December, you know, and just come up with some topics and be smart about, like, think about the year. Like, you know, you got a, I don't know, New Year, New You email that comes out. It's everything about setting yourself up for success for the new year. It's, uh, you know, maybe in May, it's like, hey, are you ready for summer type deal? And right. it's, you know, getting ready for summer. And full, full football review if, you, right. if, you're, if you're a sports performance athlete. Speaking of that, our... our nutritionist Simone Letta she does January's and she does May's because right. you know it's people trying to kick it into high gear so we're giving them free information and content where we yep. we released her ab program yep. in January yeah, we, we and new recipes and nutrition right stuff and in then May, in yeah. May it was um it was all about the um the summer detox summer the detox. cleanse yep so um you know and free information on how to lose uh those unwanted pounds yeah, and if you just, like, set up that yearly calendar, you do 12 titles. And then, you know, if, if you're by yourself, you know, you'll take a little bit of time. But, like, we divvy it up amongst the coaches. Right. And so we divvy it up amongst the coaches, and we also give them ample time. So Adam's is this September. And the, the goal of his was routine. Obviously, people are going back to school. Right. Um, and we're trying to subliminally let everybody know that, routines and again consistency is the key to success um so his Get your ar- ass back to the gym right so obviously we have open enrollment starting in september and we also are going to start our pre-sale of six-week transformation so instead of hard hard selling both yeah hard hard selling both of those products we're gonna have we're gonna have adam talk about the importance of the routine and not just bullshitting people where he knew he was going to be writing this uh article for september he knew months ago that he was gonna have to do that so we talked about hey man we got to keep real close data on your summer training groups and i want you know, hard data on the people that were extremely consistent and the people that were not so consistent. And I want to compare and contrast, not using any names, but the results of group A and group B. Because if I could see that as a parent, it's like, wow, like, yeah, those numbers don't lie. I mean, we're not making it up. So, you know, obviously for Adam, he was he was able to get some numerical data. He was able to collect his thoughts and he was able to write something that had some meaning that had some meaning and is truly informational and something that we're proud to promote also on our website. So for our coaching staff, he gets the exposure of the post on social media, the exposure of the posts on our website, the exposure of our email to over 10,000 people, and he's getting paid. So I think every coach's dream is to get featured in men's health or, you know, on elite FTS or wherever it may be and be paid to do it nonetheless. So we created that sense of urgency amongst our own coaching staff to say, hey, you know what, like this information is worth value to our business. And uh, once we started doing that and empowering our coaches to do that, it was game over. Our, Our retention rate, our open rate, our getting people to do things within the email. Well, I think too in terms excellent. in terms of like people's attention span and wanting to open the email and read the email. If you give them cool information to read, they're more likely to read it. It's like it's like listening to a podcast or listening to I don't know the Howard Stern show. It was it was entertainment, you know. Definitely. So it's like you're getting some value. But if if every time 
you know, you open up an email and it's a buy this, buy that, sell this, buy that. You, you know, you're gonna stop. Right, you're gonna stop gets, looking at that crap. Stale. So, so also, you can you can, in a sense, you, you, creatively, you can you can give tons of information and soft sell. Hey, you know, obviously, it's about commitment. It's about consistency. It's about the routine. And just so you know, right. you know, fall open enrollment begins. There's Let's get back a call to the routine. To action, right? Oh, so, gotta be. you know, with the newsletter, there's always. It's infotainment and then some sort of call to action. Now, the call to action half the year is free. You know, it's totally right. free. We just want them to click on the the um, the new um, program. Um, it could be a, a setup for a future program, but there's always some action where we want people to click yeah, through to and, direct people. and direct people to some sort of a squeeze page. Um, it's also, uh, like we said, it's infotainment where it's some type of storytelling about what's happening in our space, and it's also directed towards certain readers. So there are months where it will be um, reader centric, if you will. So we might produce athletes, adults, exactly. So it weight might, loss clients versus strength exactly. athletes. Exactly. So with the newsletter, like yes, we only produce one per month, but there could be two variations. So maybe just the the header is slightly different, or the call to action is slightly different, and then it's sent independently to both lists. So if you guys you know don't have a list at all, we use uh, Mailchimp. And that's really helped us. I mean, Trevor and I sat down. It sucked having to go backwards and classify people according to groups. So if you're just starting that, classify people into groups because it doesn't matter if you you know, are only training 50 people right now. What happens in five years when you've had 5,000 people come through your gym? Yeah. And uh, it's amazing with the newsletter, too, of re-engagement from old clients. So, yeah, what's great about the newsletter, you know, uh, and is that it can kind of be anything you want it to be. Exactly. And you could be as creative as you want. It could be a lengthy piece on training and and, and something that's very detailed. It could be something short and quick that's just a reminder of It could be a video. It could be a video. So, again, like going to like keep it going backwards, what we were talking about, like keep it simple and keep it consistent. So, again, if you're the photographer guy who loves to take pictures well why wouldn't you put out a newsletter every month that has a bunch of awesome pictures of your community and the people in your gym working out and maybe just spotlight a workout that you did spotlight a member in your community have a adult of the month every month and that's your spotlight that's right. your newsletter and it's just like Definitely. hey you know here's here's dan goodman look at dan deadlifting and the results he's had over the last month that's blah it. blah blah and that it could be super simple minutes. just a great just a great picture of dan deadlifting and that could take you 10 15 minutes to put that newsletter together so and then as your business kind of evolves your newsletter can evolve yeah. you know and, and and you can then start what's great about the newsletter you know one of the things that i that i talked about during our mentorship last week was like, you know, social media can't be segregated, right? So like when I put a post on Instagram, it goes to everybody who follows me on Instagram. Exactly. So when I put a business, so one of the problems that you have is that like me, Coach Joe Strong on Instagram, when I put a business of strength post out, right? And I'm like, hey, strength entrepreneurs, we're running our two-day mentorship, blah, blah, blah. There's a certain group of people that might want to see that, right? But then there's also people that might be friends with me on Instagram like, that, are, like, looking, that are like looking for workout stuff. And they're looking yeah. for like, hey, I just want to see you guys doing sick shit with your athletes. Like, or so, already just train here and they don't give a shit. They don't care. Yeah, they, are, they just train. Yeah, a 14-year-old high school kid doesn't care about our business mentorship right. necessarily. He wants so. to see you post a picture of him. 
Right, right. So, but but the newsletter you can segregate out to the tenth degree, and I could have males, females, you know, ages, you know, demographics, locations, and maybe I just want to send a newsletter to everybody in Texas. I could send out, you know. So, the more you kind of detail and segregate your newsletter from the beginning, the easier it'll be down the road when you do have a big set of fans, and 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 you want to start sending out like unique information to each specific group. And uh, the last example on that was just how we kind of segregate it. Like, we do send out other information. So our newsletters want the month, but because we've segregated out our list so much over the last two years, now when I want to send out an email to just females for weight loss stuff, I can pull that list up and I say, hey, let me pull up all our female clientele, and it makes it super easy for me to do that. Right. We're going to uh, share... I know Trevor's going to share the our exact marketing calendar from August, but we sent seven emails in August. Yeah, but only one went to the entire list, and that was the newsletter. So, uh, I want to talk quickly before we move on about the design of the newsletter. And I'm not going to get into copywriting. Uh, you know, we've spent a lot of time and money to develop as copywriters, but one thing's for certain, and we still stink, I think, but we're yeah, doing better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one thing's for certain is that it can't be pages and pages and pages of text. You so keep it brief. Keep it brief, one paragraph. There needs to be an image. And then if you do have a lot to say, redirect the people that want to see that towards your website or towards your landing page where... Yeah, to you a know, blog or something yeah, like you that could, where you, you can write see, all you want. You could see who's actually really interested and maybe that becomes your specific focus strength group, and conditioning sure. focus group. So you could get very creative with that. But so real quick again on design, it's give them, give them a taste give them a picture, and then call to action. So it cannot be pages and pages and pages of text. That's the best advice I could give you yeah. if you do decide to do a text-based newsletter. Yeah, and the other thing, too, is like, you know, keeping it short and sweet, making it making it visual-centric, because you remember most people are going to be checking stuff on their phones or their iPads Ours is 65% nowadays. mobile. You know, storytelling is always better. Any Anytime Definitely. we've put out a, a, a newsletter or email or even a social media post that was, like, about a real story, like, like, like again, I'm writing a follow up about what we did this past week with the business of strength and telling a story as opposed to just like this is the X's and O's of training. People want to hear that, hey, you know, this past summer I had to, I had this amazing opportunity to work with these pro athletes and here's what we were doing all summer. Definitely. People get tuned in more to the story much uh, uh, much more than they do just kind of X's and O's. I would also say, you know, keep it reader centric or reader focused. You got to remember that. Um, again, I'm putting information out about people. You should your newsletter shouldn't be a constant sales review or talking about yourself. Like no. an email shouldn't be like, Varsity House Jim is this, Varsity House Jim is that, Coach Joe is this, Coach Dan is this. You know what I mean? No, it's about the people we work with. It's about the athletes we have. It's about the strength entrepreneurs who's come through our mentorship, and 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 then like Dan said. If I'm trying to get those people who open my newsletter to some specific area, like maybe I do want them to read this 10-page article I wrote on strength and conditioning for high school athletes. You might well, only then get there's 20 people to do that. Right. Then there's going to be a link that's going to lead them to a landing page or a blog or something where all that writing is going to be. But I'm not going to put all that writing on the newsletter. The newsletter is going to be, you know, if you're interested in more information or you'd like to read about our full summer training program, click the link here and blah, blah, blah. Blah, and that'll take you to some page, right? 
Uh, you always have to call to action. So whether the call to action is like, hey, click this, or hey, buy this, or hey, sign up for this, there should be something, right? And every email, no matter what, even if you're not selling anything, you're, you're you know, read this, you know, you know, click this, you know, follow this, share this, and whatever it might be, whatever you want them to do, but tell people exactly what you want them to do in big, bold letters in an easy-to-read format, and it should be very simple. It shouldn't be like hieroglyphics trying to figure out what you want from your newsletter. And I think, you know, we talked to some, some of the people this past week about that. Like, if you send me a newsletter... And A, it's three, four pages of writing. There's multiple links to click on. Um, some of those links maybe take me back to your website. One of them takes me to a sales page. Another one takes me to a landing page, right? There's, in a sense, confusion as to what exactly you want me to do. So if I kept it visual, I kept it short, and, and, I, and it was like, you know, hey, if you'd like to read about our summer training program, click here. That's it. Right. And that way it leads me to exactly what I want to read. And if I'm, if I'm somebody who's interested... If I'm like, if you're trying to sell a program to a, a demographic of let's call it strength and conditioning coaches or something like that, and it's like click to here, then those are the people that are going to click through. And then, and then maybe on your newsletter, if you sent that newsletter out to your general population list, and like you know maybe the regular gym dad or gym mom that doesn't want to read that says, oh that's great, they're doing a lot of great stuff, but I don't need to read that entire right. article. And right. That's it. And then, and then last, like Dan talked about, is just design. It's got to look cool. It's got to be visual. You got you have to remember that, you know, and I get a lot of newsletters from a lot of people. And and unless you're a high-level entrepreneur and you're this high-level guru coach who I'm going to take the time to read like a lengthy email that's going to be informatic style where there's going to be a lot of information. I know like Pat Rigsby sends some of those and Ryan Lee always sends like a written email. But they're usually pretty short and sweet and to the point, and like less than five minutes to read. You know, it's got to be something that people can look through on their phone. You got to remember where people are going to look at that stuff. And, and especially when it comes to providing uh, uh, entertainment and value and service, if I'm going to put out something on training, right, and maybe it's like, hey, my top five exercises for um, building killer abs, probably better to put a bunch of pictures or a video than it is to just like write it out you know what i mean Definitely. so like you know because people are going to scroll through that quick and how are most people going to do it if i saw an article that's like you know best five best exercises for getting killer abs right i'm probably going to be some you know some gym person at the gym i'm going to pull that email up and i'm going to watch those emails right right now and i'm basically gonna like what can i do right now oh, oh that's a cool one i'll do that right now like, oh that's a cool one but if i gotta sit there and read it nah, that's it and it just goes to the bottom of the screen scrap pile because right. emails you know how many emails are everybody getting a day i'm getting you know dozens of emails a day you know so that's basically that's our number one form of marketing is our newsletter it allows us to be super creative it allows us to uh, for our coaches to be creative and have a voice within the community as well um you can tailor the emails to any demographic or any list right you can start to segregate those lists so as you grow as a company your list grows and gets can get subdivided further and further and further and it's just super flexible and last but not least we didn't say this at all is that the news email isn't going anywhere right 
Email is still a direct form of communication that you control 100%. And as creative and awesome as you make it is as creative and awesome it will become. Right. Where the social media is really great right now. But maybe maybe in the next two years, Instagram decides that they want to do something different. They move or into even. a different market. They start scaling how they're doing their social media. Now maybe paid ads are totally look different. At, look at... Uh Look at Snapchat. Like it's, I just was reading that the Snapchat users have, is down like almost forty percent. Yeah, like overnight. It could be gone. Could it be could gone. be gone. You know, or okay. they or they'll just get bought up by like maybe Instagram buys Snapchat and takes some of their proprietary technology and just integrates it into their own version of Snap, which is kind of what they're doing with their stories and stuff like that. So you never know where social media is going or where it's changing, how it's going. It's a tool. It's not the end all. And, and you know, and you look at like or well, how it's going to be regulated. I mean, look at. Yeah. Facebook now. If you want real eyes, like you have to pay for it. Yeah, and, and if you if you like if you take a video in your gym, a live video, and it's got a song in the background, like they block it. You can't. You won't even play on your yep. on your feed. So so you know for um, copyright copywriting and stuff like that. And it's only a matter of time. Like I was saying, I saw a lot of people live streaming the Mayweather fight this past weekend, and it'll only be a matter of time before they're even able to block stuff like that mm-hmm. too. So you so if you're live streaming something and there's a song in the background or a TV playing in the background like that video won't be allowed to get posted so it's a it's a the newsletter i I, i'm always under the the you know the idea that if i can control it why wouldn't i if i can make it it, you know the way i want it to be and do exactly what i want to do then that's going to be my number one form okay our number two form uh, our number two uh most important marketing strategy is community outreach and um I would say in the beginning, this was the one we focused the most on when we were first opening our 100%. new business. And it seemed intuitive to me, Dan, like that, I don't know, if I'm opening up a, a small gym business in a relatively small town community that I'm going to get out in the community and I'm going to meet you know, the coaches. Now, we were only dealing with athletes at that time, so I was going to all the games. I would post up at, like, the junior football practice, the junior baseball practices, the high school games and things like that. But I remember distinctly me and you going around with some Bush League-ass freaking uh, brochures and some crappy-ass flyers that we made ourselves long before Trevor was around and and before even before Trevor's game stepped up, too. And it was like, you know, we used to put out... But we went... But we did it, and we went business to business, door the door how you doing and i remember going into a couple places and you know we'd go into like a nail salon and it'd be you know a bunch of korean ladies in there like you want to come work out and they'd be like staring at us like we had three heads up like okay thanks nice meeting you everybody you know <laughs> you know and it would be like we walk out the door i'm like all right well we'll see what happened or whatever but it didn't matter we just go you know it was didn't matter you know starbucks every deli you know that's how the relationship with carol baviello came up that's how the relationship with dean at costa famosa came up that's how the relationship with big john you know it came up so so you know, that, that's part of the reason why we started working with, you know, Old Japan High School and some of the kids. I was training, I was hanging around the, 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 the field for one of the junior programs for years, you know, before that even came to fruition. So You know what's another thing, too? I was speaking with Ryan Harmon. He's opening a new gym in, in the Toronto area. I was speaking with him this past weekend, and he was he's a, a business of strength alum and obviously want to keep tabs on everybody, and he's opening his new spot. And something that we also did when we moved from the garage to the second gym in Ultapan and from the second gym in Ultapan to here was before, during those few weeks that we were setting up, we 
Everybody knows one town influencer. I don't yeah. care if they're the head of the PTO. I don't care if they're an assistant football coach. If they are a freaking volunteer firefighter, I don't care. Those people are influencers. They're tied in with teams. So what did we do with those people? We gave them early access gym tour. Bring them in. Talk to them about your vision. Talk to them about the facility. Talk to them about what you see in training three years. Anything. The training philosophy. Everybody wants to see the new thing in town. Yeah. Even if it's a new restaurant. Imagine the restaurant uh, owner said, hey, you know, come in. I'm going to give you a, a tour of the kitchen and how the restaurant's going to look before it yeah. opens. Everybody wants to be that first person. I mean, think about it back to recruiting. Is When our high school athletes are getting recruited – Schools bring them in. When I went to Rhode Island to be recru recruited, they were talking about a weight room that was going to be built that just finished last year. I've been graduated for nearly 10 years, but they were talking about it then, and that was the vision. Yeah. They were going to become you know, a leading power in the A-10 and the CAA, and they were going to get new seats and new locker rooms. And some of the stuff happened, not all, but I was bought into the vision of what Rhode Island was to become. And they are becoming that. Yeah. So that could be the same thing for you and your gym where it's like, you know, I envision this to have five power racks uh, fit out by Elite FTS. Even if you only get two, they know like, oh, well, that per they're trying to get five. Yeah, and you still, you still service, value, and trust. Exactly. Service, value, and trust. And there's no, like, so I had one of our strength entrepreneur uh, uh, friends email me the other day and he was just kind of asking me like hey you know I drafted this letter do you have a done for you letter that you send out to like HR managers for corporations around you and blah 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 he's like you know I I, I have the names and addresses of about 15 uh, corporate HR managers locally and I said well I would never send a letter I would go there face to face like I'm going to go and try to meet that person personally and I'm going to if I can I'm going to set up a, a meeting a you meeting know, well, Send an email asking for the meet. Right, or I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call the secretary and be like, "Hey, I'd like to meet with somebody from HR. I have this is what I got going on, and I'm gonna try and get a face to face because I I have a way better opportunity to make a personal connection with somebody for them to trust 100%. me. You know, if you're an HR person, right, and you got what? Let's just call. I don't even know what the number might be, but let's just say you got this ten thousand dollar budget for allocating towards uh, fitness, lifestyle, and 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 health for like your company, right? And that that includes like maybe. It's like blood testing and you know blood blood glucose testing things like that. They do cholesterol, all the types of you know health and fitness initiatives. And there's a block of money there for like maybe gym memberships and stuff like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna all of a sudden just send you ten thousand dollars in business because you 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 freaking um, sent an email. you sent an email to me a right? generic and email a generic like email into me. Um, so the, the, you know, the reality is that, you know, if I have a chance to get in front of you, then I can, then you could see my passion. Then you could see my, you know, my enthusiasm for what I'm doing. And then I could sit and explain to you how we could work together and how we could work to make those fitness initiatives like we said before, better you know, for you. 75% you know? of business and business right. accrual is through the social experience and through relationship building. That's number one. Right. Right, so the the you know relationships are everything. You have to be able to get out in your community. We basically break it down. There's a couple things that we think that are really good. Uh, I think one of the things that you know, a we went to every game. Like if you're training general population people, 
uh, uh, high school and j junior high school games are a good place to find a lot of parents. That's for sure. So you know, maybe 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 you're a CrossFit gym or a regular box gym that just does general pop. You know, starting a kids class once or twice a week wouldn't might not be a bad idea to get to a whole bunch of parents. You know, and get out to some of those games. Um, host a charity fundraiser. Every year we've done our strongman. That was the first thing we ever did from, from the strongman competition. And, and you know, it, it's a huge community event now. And now, now the towns, you know, they put their own signs up at the firehouses. There's a big banner goes up across the street down in Old Tapan. And, and the town is almost, in a sense, like waiting for it. And, and, again, when we talk about consistency and everything, you know, it's always Father's Day weekend. It always has this been. This will be our 10th year This will be our 10th year. So it's like, you know, we try to keep it super consistent. And that charity fundraiser, we invite the entire community, we invite all of our athletes, we invite our entire staff, their families and everybody, and we just get, we just have three, 400 people here show up for the day, in and out all day. And it just brings a ton of eyes to the gym. Not only is it a great cause, is it something great for the community, but it's a great way to, to kind of get some extra people in the gym to you kind of check You have to sign in and give your email. And you got to sign in and give your email. Don't forget <laughs> to get your With your donation. In. With your donation, right? Um, go to town-sponsored events. You know, uh, every town has a business association. Every town has a town day. Most towns have, or at least maybe a surrounding town around you, they have, you know, 5K races. They have 10Ks, triathlons, a Spartan race in your local neighborhood, whatever it might be. Get out to some of those events. Talk to people. Tell them what you do. You know, um, the more you make it about yourself, the, the less you know busy you're going to be. I mean, you got to get out and tell people that hey, I'm here. I'm I'm X Y Jim in in the in the, in town. I'm here to service you. I'm here to help you. I'm I'm the go-to fitness guru in the local area. Weight loss, fat loss, you know, strength and conditioning, athletic performance, whatever it is that you do, you got to tell people, and you got to constantly tell people because one of the things that we 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 always talk to our 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 clients about is that. Just because you're the go-to person in your community, there, well, there's new people moving into your community all the time that don't know oh, you. Yeah. Just like there's new people on social media all the time. The followers that I have today, they don't know my stories from a year ago. They don't remember all the stuff that I already posted. So and definitely not from ten years ago. Definitely not from ten years. So if you're if you're in a community and the bulk of your money is made from your gym and the people in your community, you have to constantly engage with that community and get out on a regular basis. And there needs to be quarterly events built into your marketing calendar, whether it's out in the community at a specific event that you're uh, going to, like a race or a town day, or hosting an event for, for the community at your gym, an open gym, a nutrition seminar, uh, a, a workshop, or like some type, like we said, some type of fundraiser or something like that. And uh, you know, another great way is to support local businesses, right? If you want you know, the other businesses to support you, well, you probably got to go support them. Like, you know, so it, it, this was a, an exact example that we used on Which Friday. It blows my mind that people, you that, have that's to not know intuitive. That. Like, yeah. that has to be known. Yeah, I mean, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours, you know. Right. So, like, hey, you know, it's no secret that we've ordered, you know, thousands of dollars in sandwiches and, and food from Carol and Dean and John, right? And and obviously they have great products, but it's like, you know, we've ordered tons of food from these people. They all patronize the gym. They all talk about it. They all sponsor our events. Right. They're, they're willing to help us because we have 
And when we them. have an event, they all show up with their staff. So yeah. it's like we know we can make a couple phone calls to local influencers that, you know, look at, I mean, another great example is Frank and Mary Alice at Society. I mean, they they own, you know, two businesses, you know, Society and Meat Locker that are huge town influencers, and they've sent all their friends, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, you know, still forever, we go and we obviously shop at their store. If you're a general pop gym. You have to do it. You're, if you're a general pop gym, right? Don't you think like the local hair salon is probably a good place to get women or talk to? Like, wouldn't wouldn't it make sense to go talk to the owner of the local hair salon and say, "Hey, you know, I'll I'll give you and your staff a fifteen percent discount on your membership," or or hey, if you if you set up some type of referral program and then hey, can that I put some stuff up in the referrals. gym? Right, and it, and and it's a way to you know kind of. Um, you know, in a sense, ask for some help in the business. Maybe go get a haircut. Maybe send some pe- Maybe send some clients up. Put a couple flyers in your gym. You have to make relationships with people in your community, and you got to think about like where your ideal client is hanging out. You know, if you're if you're a sports performance gym like me and Dan were, then it was the games. It was uh, you know every weekend me and Dan were out in the community at football games, at baseball games, at track and meets, where do the at coaches the wrestling go? So even. Even back then, I was actually... Coaches go to the bar after the practice. (laughs) But also coaches' clinics. So we went to the Glacier Clinics. We went to the Northeast Football Clinic. We went to the Creskill Football Clinic. We went to the Creskill Football Clinic five... I wasn't even coaching football on on a team sport level anymore. We went five years in a row before we actually started doing any work with Creskill High School. Yeah, it was just, you know, planting the seed in a sense. And and just, you know, obviously we were there, we were getting knowledge, we're meeting coaches, we're doing our due diligence, but we knew that if we kept our faces there that consistently over time, you know, it, it was only a matter of time before we were going to start, you know, making some inroads. Just to be known. You're just yeah. going to be known and, and it's going to be known that you're you're there for the right reasons. Yeah, and 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 if you're consistent with your branding and stuff like that, after a while, these coaches are going to be like, hey, those are the Varsity House guys. They own a sports performance gym in, in, in the county here. So our last strategy uh, uh, is referrals, right? So we had your, your mailing list, community outreach, and referrals. So... Um, referrals are in a, in the absolute best way to grow your gym. Since you already have a bunch of clients, that you, that you, it would make sense that those people have to have, you know, a friend, a family member, a coworker that would be just like them. Um, your existing clients are built in Salesforce, and the people that you refer are these are called highly qualified leads. So um, the example is that if you know if if Dan's my buddy and I've been working out at this new gym that I really love, right? And I'm like, Dan, you got to check this place out. It's awesome, man. We're training. The coaches are super knowledgeable. The classes are fun. The uh, you know, community, all the people, all the clients that go there are awesome. Like I met a couple great dudes last week. We went out for a beer after class, and blah blah blah. And Dan's like, Oh man, that sounds awesome like i've been thinking about getting myself back into some training like maybe that'd be a great place to go dan is already in a sense so made up his mind that this is the right place for him because i in a sense as his friend i pre-qualified him to this gym hey this is what it is this is what we do these are some of the things come give it a shot if dan says yeah i'll go give it a shot He's already, in a sense, halfway there. When he comes to my gym, all I have to do is kind of like, you know, just make sure he understands the process, understands the prices and things like that, and I kind of lead him to the right solution that's best for him. But he's almost there. Otherwise, he probably wouldn't have come in the first place. So 
Referrals are the best way to get clients, good clients, in the gym. Right? You've got to have a bunch of lead generation strategies that are getting clients from all over, but you should spend just as much, if not more, energy on the clients you already have. Right, and squeezing those clients for better services, better clients, and more people. So, we again, everything goes on a marketing calendar. You have to build in some specific referral programs into your strategies that you already have existing. So, one that we like in particular, if you're like most CrossFit gyms or a good box gym like ours, you have some type of onboarding or fundamentals program, well, why not have some type of referral program built in at the end of that where like you just give out a couple hundred dollar gift cards to refer to a friend like we do. It's like kind of like a pay it forward. You can have that. Um, if you run a body transformation or you run a, a, a nutrition competition of any sort, you know, build in a bring a friend. If you run a nutrition seminar, tell everybody hey bring anybody you want the open door to the nutrition seminar bring your mom bring your dad bring your sister bring a friend from work whatever and that'll in a sense allow them a taste of your stuff or the even the barbecue that we did this past weekend we it was open to everybody yeah. you, you didn't have to bring anything you just put it out there any family we had like about seven or eight brand new people that came in because it was low barrier. There was no commitment. Yeah. They got to meet us. They got to see the gym. They got to see us on a personal level. Yep. And I guarantee that we'll probably get at least one of those people to come and sign up for a VHU. So, you know, you have to ask for referrals. And, you know, one of the things that we do, because we don't like to be like used car salesmen, so I'm not chasing people around the gym be like, hey, you haven't referred anybody. Hey, you haven't referred anybody all day, right? So I want to make it something that's kind of passive. And we build the referral strategies into our existing programs. And passive for them too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I want to make it easy. And remember, you got to make it simple and easy for them to refer people too. So, you know, our onboard. $200 gift cards when somebody graduates our onboard to pay it forward to a friend or family member so that they want to come to, like let's say let's say Dan decided to sign up and he want and I give him the $100 gift card it's like hey give that to your wife Dan we'll get her going too we'll get that to your kid he can join one of our sports performance programs and it's like $100 off and any service and if they service. don't use it then so what it hasn't cost you your business anything right. and if they do use it, you have to think about your yearly client value. So, okay, yeah, all right, that's 100 bucks. Big no deal. big deal. If they're going to come and they're going to spend whatever, 1000 2000 $3,000 over the course of the year, what's $100? Right. I mean, look, I mean, it's your job. Once you get a client in the door, it's your job to keep them. Of right? course. And, that, and that's a whole other podcast. We talk about experience retention. and stuff and retention. Yeah, but, for sure. But... You know, you could do a bring a friend workout. We do several a year where during the middle of our transformations or our or our detox programs, we do a bring a friend workout. So it's the only time we allow people to just come try a workout for free. For free. And we design we tailor a, a fun workout. It's part sales pitch. It's about ten minutes of me giving a gym tour and talking about the gym. It's about a twenty to 20, thirty minute workout. And it's about ten or fifteen minute close where I talk to them about the class schedules, how it works, signing up for our onboard. We give everybody $50 off right then on the spot if they want to sign up for one of our onboard processes or something like that. And we do those workouts a couple times a year. We usually do about four of those. Uh, we run special events all the time. 
Right? We have, you know, between our barbecues, our Christmas parties, the, the transformations, we have nutrition seminars, we have, we have workshops here, we, have like a, we had a road ski workshop here this past summer, and, and we kind of open those to just about everybody. Like, hey, if you want to come, bring your friends, bring your family, stuff like that, and we, and we, and we build in some type of referral program into that. Um, we, we, you, we, like the barbecue this past weekend was a referral grab bag. The first 25 people got a hundred dollar gift card. We raffled off a free month, uh, at the gym. And so there was some fun incentives, you know, again, not salesy, come for a barbecue, come have some burgers and beer and chill out with team VH. But Hey, we gave away, we gave away, you know, $2,500 gift cards. We gave away a free month. We gave away some prizes and things like that and some opportunities for our A-list clients to pass it forward to one of their friends who, again, is going to be this highly qualified lead who's probably way more likely to wind up being an A-class member just like them than if somebody just walked in off the street. Um, Make sure you make it easy for people to refer, right? Nothing's going to halt your referrals more than having like this convoluted and twisted referral program that you could have. You know, you want to make sure that you that you make it super simple. So like we like the gift card idea. It's really easy. We like the bring a friend idea because it's really easy. It's brainless. Hey, you want to come work out? Come with me today. My gym has a free workout. Hey, here's a hundred dollar gift card. I got it when I when I signed up for my gym membership to pay it forward. If you want to check the gym out, here's a hundred dollars off your service. Makes it brainless, right? So it's not like, hey, hey, I want a referral competition, but you have to hash Hashtag Varsity House, post five times, nice. blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, that was just crazy, you know. So the, the um, you know, and, and, and the last but not least here with referrals is we tell our clients what we want them to tell their friends. When we give away gift cards, when we give away our grab bags, we usually give it to them with like a little card that says everything right in it. It's like, hey, hey, you, you, thank you so much for your, you, for being a friend of one of our team members. We'd love to meet you. Come check out our gym, type of deal. And you kind of preempt them so like your client doesn't have to sit there and try and regurgitate information about your gym, right? So I give them all the tools that they need. Or we sometimes we have we have you know our media packets. It's like I'll give them the hundred dollar gift card, give them a packet. Hey, if somebody comes to me and says, "Hey, I have a friend that's thinking about coming," here's a media packet with all the information about the gym. Here's a hundred dollar gift card. Send them to me. Have them contact we'll me. Take I'll care take of care yeah. of it. You know, so don't you can't expect your clients to sit there and be like, "Well, you know." Coach Joe graduated college in 2003 with a master's degree and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And like tell my story about how and why I'm a great coach and why clients should come train with me. So um, that's, that's our take on referrals. Um, one other thing that we like to do too that's kind of another cool passive referral, and you know, we could kind of build this out a little bit maybe in another podcast, is our check-in for charity that we do. And that's like a real passive referral. So check in for charity real quick. It's just like pick a charity and have clients check into your gym and donate in their name. So if, you know, maybe it's 10 cents, maybe it's 25 cents. And every time a client donates in, uh, every time a client comes into your gym, they check in via Facebook. And now all their friends on Facebook can see that they've been coming to your gym. And it's like a real passive kind of referral system where it's like, Definitely. wow, oh, wow. Hey, Dan's been working out at Varsity House Gym. Check out those pictures and posts. And 
I check that place out. Maybe I'm a uh, maybe I'm a 30 year old washed up meathead football player, and I want to come yeah, back to work. You do it for out, a, you know? a definitive time period. It could be two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, and you know you literally just announce it to every class. You put up a poster in your gym telling everybody who you're donating to, why you're donating to them, and uh, you know, like we said, we could definitely build that out in another podcast and show that in some show notes on how we execute that and and when and why we do it. Right. So that's going to wrap it up for today, gang. So our, th- our three main marketing strategies here at Varsity House are our newsletter, our community outreach, and our referral programs. Just like anything else in business, you want to structure those, those as much as you can, systemize them, get them locked in on your yearly marketing calendar, and pick specific times of the year where you think uh, they're going to be have a high value of return. Referrals and newsletter stuff for New Year's, summer coming, back to school. Those are all times of the year when there's a, a real cachet that you can kind of capitalize on. F- create some cool emails and execute. Uh, and execute and just get them done. And remember, whatever you ha- whatever it is that you stick to, keep it simple, stupid, and keep it consistent. And, and, and watch the leads start coming in. Right? Get we hope it done. You- Get her, get her done. <laughs> we hope you like this episode of the Business of Strength podcast. If you want more information about joining one of our mentorships, you can check us out at strengthentrepreneurs.com. In one of our two-day mentorships, we have our next mentorship coming up in December. We have another one in London, and the 2018 schedule will be out soon. Check it out. See you soon. Peace out. The Business of Strength, powered by Varsity House Gym. Turn your passion into your profession and learn how to run a world-class business. Be sure to visit us at www.strengthentrepreneurs.com to learn more. And as always, at varsityhousegym.com. Become unstoppable.